You want to be hardcore, you want to be extreme. Well, if you're like the Sandman, then you're listening to the podcast Drunk Wrestling History, dudes. And please be drunk when you hear it. I kept Kleenex in business in the late 90s. Mike Austin might have fucked to knock his wife. But just say no to this pay-per-view. Wait, were you making a death joke? Told you we should have gone to the donkey show. Stop choking yourself. It's either death or defecation. Woo! What's up, Drunk Marks and Drunk Marquettes? Welcome to Drunk Wrestling History. I'm Adam. I'm the designated host. They are the Drunk Wrestling Historians. This is Eddie. Step off. I'm doing the hump. And this is Scott, educating the masses one drink at a time. All right. We've got a great episode uh, planned out for you. Uh, first off, just want to remind all of you that uh, you need to head over to whatamaneuver.net. Get those Drunk Wrestling History t-shirts. That way you could look the look and talk the talk of a true Drunk Wrestling Historian. And if by chance you're going to be at Allegiant Stadium on August 21st for SummerSlam in Las Vegas, maybe a clothing suggestion. Just saying. <laughs> Where you, to the meetup? I mean, by the way, since I'm glad you mentioned the the shirt because we did sell a couple recently to our buddy Gallon. I still don't know how to pronounce his name, <laughs> but I think it's Gallon. He bought two, and um, that's how I paid for this bottle of tequila. Hey, I'm drinking it too. Cheers. Yep. Like jo- like how Joey Ryan bought a house with money he made from wrestling. I bought a bottle of tequila with money I made from podcasting. Please don't mention his name ever well, again. Sorry. Thank you. Cheers. Sorry. By the way, uh, if you're listening to this, uh, don't correct us. Uh, it'll be uh, a, f- a fun uh, running gag. Ga- Galen, Gallen, we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll meet him in Vegas. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Just introduce yourself by handle name. <laughs> so we don't know exactly where it's going to be yet, right? We've got an idea. It's going to be at Mandalay Bay. Uh, well, I think at, we decided right after SummerSlam. I think we decided on that um, cafe, Hazel Cafe or something. Hazel Cafe. I think that's what it's called. It's not Rira, because Rira's out because they're having the fight that night. Yeah. Okay. We'll figure. Um, I'll look it up for sure for the next recording. Okay. Perfect. And what's going to be hilarious is if any of these recordings we do tonight, where we plug it, end up airing after SummerSlam. So. <laughs> yes, exactly. So if you have a time machine, go back in time, go to the meetup, buy a shirt. Yeah. Have a drink with us. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, DeLorean, TARDIS, whatever you can get your hands on. <laughs> 1.21 gigawatts. <laughs> exactly. Put gloves on. All right. Um, you went over what you were drinking uh, already, pretty much. Yes, um, I did. Tequila! I, I've got the doctor with me, and I think that takes care of it. Let's do the episode. We are going over one of our one of Drunk Wrestling History's favorites. We uh, like to poke fun at him, but... Uh, might as well dedicate this episode to him, and we'll get into why uh, this particular episode will be the case. Today's episode is all about Virgil. Yeah, the Vir- Virgil's kind of almost. How do we never do an episode about Virgil before? <laughs> right, he's kind of yeah. obvious. Like we've he's done, always he, been a punching bag for us. He's been mentioned but, so many times. It's by this point an episode worth of mentioning, but never a dedicated one. We yeah, finally it, earned it. And and you know what? I always look at our downloads, and definitely certain episodes get more downloads faster. Like I can tell people are like, "Oh, I gotta hear this one." I feel like Virgil's definitely gonna be one of those. Cause oh, no doubt. You know what I mean? Like, no doubt. We've always taken shots and mm-hmm. joked, but now he gets like his own episode. Yeah, right. Yeah, this, this is like Virgil's tribute. solo album. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. 
<laughs> so I guess we kind of go over his history a little bit. A bit, a bit. A bit. But there's better stuff to get to. This is not going to be the meat of the episode. Right, we have more coming up. So he started out as Soul Train Jones in 1985. <laughs> Which I did not know until he showed up as Soul Train Jones in AEW. I've never heard of that. <laughs> really? Never seen, no, I, had, I texted you. <laughs> yes. And you were like, oh, that's his old gimmick. I was like, you're kidding. How did I not know this? Because I used to read the dirt sheets back in the day, like the Pro Wrestling Illustrateds, the wrestlers, the wrestling eyes. So I knew about Soul Train Jones from that. Yeah. He, had, he was almost like Apollo from Rocky Four. What do you mean almost? He was exactly Apollo Creed. <laughs> he was Apollo Creed without talent. So he got, I don't know if he took Apollo's gimmick or Apollo took Soul Train Jones' gimmick. I'm not sure no, what order um, that went in. So Rocky oh, Four was. Oh, you know what? I think Apollo might have taken his gimmick. I think Rocky Four might have been like 87 ish. So the Apollo character in Rocky Four was based off of Soul Train Jones. So, so what we're saying is Carl Weathers owes uh, Virgil money. On it. <laughs> Well, maybe that's where Virgil's got been getting his money. Maybe he's been getting royalties. Possibly from that movie. royalties from Rocky Four, royalties from the WWE. The, the timeline didn't even cross my mind till right now. That's <laughs> fucking fantastic. But that's exactly what I thought when I saw him with the hat and the shorts and the vest and, and the, yeah, everything. All he's missing was the boxing gloves. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> he was Apollo Creed. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of short. I guess they didn't Very. teach him to wrestle when he was there. I don't know. No, they skipped right over that. <laughs> They're like, you got muscles. Learn to dance, kid. Yeah, yeah. Get in the ring and just do it. So but, he should. So, so it's possible that we have the Virgil to thank for Consequences Creed instead of maybe instead of Rocky. Yes, Power. true. Instead That's of true. Apollo, yeah. Well, good point. I thought, well, I assu- I always assumed Consequences Creed was Apollo Creed, right? Right. So, but it was in fact Soul Train Jones. Adam fact checking other things. Did you <laughs> Did you figure out when Rocky Four came out? It's actually I think Rocky Four was eight. It's the same year, dude. Okay, I thought it was a little later. Okay, so all right, so he definitely ripped off. Well, we could look up the dates, you know, like the month. But, but technically, they would have been recording Rocky IV already. Yeah, but had Virgil seen it, you know what I mean? Oh, good question. So we'd have to actually look at the date of his debut and the date of that movie. But let's just go with he ripped off Apollo Creed, which I'm sure it has to be that. <laughs> oh, I think it's funny the other way, actually. I mean, it's way funnier the other way, but I doubt it's that. <laughs> hey, there's this dude in CWA wearing American get-ups and called Soul Train Jones. Let's make Apollo that. Well, you know what? Stallone was a big wrestling fan. That's true. Yes, right? he was. So yes. it's not impossible that he had seen that. That he knew of it. Yeah. 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 I mean, he picked Hogan. You know, he saw Hogan and was like, Good I need point. to put him in a movie. Yeah. So, we're going to put him in Rocky Three. Yeah. Good point. So he went to WWE in 86, and his first name was Luscious Brown, <laughs> which is an even better name than Soul Train Jones. Well, I can't believe Vince didn't run with the Soul Train Jones because the whole American thing was so in very Vince. 85, 86, 87. Like, yeah. yeah. And very Vince. Right. So it's kind of surprising they didn't pull that gimmick into the WWE. Yeah. Or I mean, WWF. I guess maybe he was like, Hogan's got the real American. He's running with that. Yeah, like, let's a, not step on his toes. He already has that, yeah. Good point, yeah. Um, so Luscious Brown is way better. That's a, I love that name. Yeah, he should have <laughs> stayed with that. So he became Virgil in, in uh, summer of 87. And I know everybody knows this, but he was named, that was a rib on Dusty Rhodes. Yes. Um, Bobby Heenan came up with the name Virgil. Dusty Rhodes, I mean, I assume everyone listening to this knows, but Dusty Rhodes' real name is Virgil. So it was a shot at Dusty why did they want to take a shot at Dusty? I have no idea. That's the weird part about That's it. That's so fucking petty. And just like random, kind of like there was, they were not even really competition at all. Right, at that yeah, point. at all. And like, it just never made sense. It was really weird. Yeah, so I thought the rib on Dusty, <clears throat> excuse me, was later on when they put Dusty in polka dots. 
And he still got that shit over, but apparently they had to rip him before that with his name of being Verge. Like, that's just stupid. Yeah, what was with Vince? Like, he hated Dusty or something? Like, yeah, it makes no sense. With him. Yeah, why? Why? <laughs> like you said, they weren't competition. Why bother? And Dusty had worked for his dad. He'd come up to the garden. He wrestled um, Superstar. Yeah, that's right. That's right, yeah. I mean, unless there was some shit that went down. That it, Yeah, who knows? I don't know. I don't even know if that story's true. But the fact that he was called Virgil, it, okay. You can kind of put those puzzle pieces together, but who knows if that's true. Right, right. So he ended up, he's Ted, Ted DiBiase's um, valet. Yeah, his manservant. Yeah, his manservant. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And he's like, they show these vignettes of him driving Ted around and all of this. Um, Ted DiBiase Jr. insisted that Virgil would actually pick him up at school, which <laughs> I don't doubt that's true because in Ted's book, he said that the office used to send him stacks of hundreds, like an envelope full of $100 bills. Yeah, live the gimmick. Live the gimmick, and they'd be like, just go throw the money around, like go into a restaurant and pay for everybody. Right, the good old days, yeah. Show it, show it off because we want people to really buy into this gimmick. Be so, the character in the public. So Make them believe it. Yeah, exactly. So I could actually see, I kind of do believe that, that Virgil would pick the kid up. Um, Let's not forget, he also has a foot fetish. He was cleaning in between DiBiase's toes in that one. Really seemed to be enjoying himself. That's true, yeah. I didn't. Think Although he didn't that, sniff but... his fingers one time, so maybe he doesn't. Well, we don't know what he did off camera. That's a good point, yeah. When the camera stopped rolling, maybe. <laughs> so he, he would carry Ted's wallet, because that, that's where he would get his money from to put stick in people's mouths. Yes. Um, and so the foot fetish video kind of came later on. Oh, right? yeah, good that point, yeah. So it was early on, it was like Ted was always abusive. Right. And he would do, Virgil would do his dirty work, and if someone had to get an ass beating, it would be Virgil like at, was it was it at four? WrestleMania four? Virgil took the suplex on the aisle. Yes, from Hogan. From Hogan, yeah. Yep. Like Ted would run off while Virgil gets his ass kicked. Exactly. Um, yeah, or Virgil would be used to soften up an opponent before DiBiase had to face them. Yeah, and it was always made made clear that Virgil was paid very, very well. Right, right. So, um, and he was willing to put up with shit. But yeah. then eventually got to where he was, he kind of got tired of it. And I think that's when they were doing the foot fetish video right? yeah that was I think later right. on yeah um, which was cool because they never do vignettes of characters after they've been on TV for a long time they always use that to introduce someone yes so then they bring these back to start teasing Virgil getting sick of it exactly um, yeah but you're right in that video he did seem to enjoy it I think so, he did yeah I think he did yeah yeah he's rubbing that arch a lot so <laughs> yeah so eventually he ends up swerving on Ted it took him four years it took four years four <laughs> years of that shit well he was paid very well everybody's got a price <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, how does it take four years for you to tire of that bull? Like, we all saw it coming. Yeah. But four fucking years, really? Like, now, dude, we were tired of that shit after one year. Now, do you know what match he swerved on him in? Uh, it was in the Rumble match after they beat Dusty and Dustin, sending them packing back to WCW. Which was that like a funny twist or was that just a coincidence that he turned while wrestling Dusty? I think it was a coincidence, but we as wrestling fans can kind of look back. And say that Draw it pattern. might have been done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of a wink at the audience that knew. Right, right. Yeah, but dude, I'm telling you, back in 91, even when he debuted in 87, I had no idea about the whole Virgil being dusty thing. Like, oh, I, no. that, I didn't give a fuck then. Like, that would make more sense now that you're taking a shot at somebody because of all the dirt sheets and the internet, whatever. But back in 87, who even gave a fuck? Like, well, that was just a, a joke for the boys in the back to laugh exactly. at, I guess. Yeah, the fans weren't even supposed to. You wouldn't even know that Dusty's name wasn't Dusty. Yeah. You know, yeah, that, exactly. That, right. That totally was just to make them laugh. Not right. us. We were not involved with that at all. Right. So being a, uh, in 91 that that happened against Dusty and his son, I think that was maybe a wink at the people that knew. It was a wink at Meltzer. <laughs> a wink at Dave Meltzer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, which coincidentally gave this match two stars. I don't, I don't have the clown effect uh, sound effect in the Son of a recorder. bitch. Sorry. Oh, by Son the way, we're recording. I meant, I meant to mention this. We're recording into the new recorder because I replaced the one that got damaged. And how did it get damaged? 
He doesn't want to talk. I don't about want it. to tell that story, but you can if you want. <laughs> no, you know what? We'll actually save that for its own show. You're gonna do a whole episode on that. Well, I'm sure we can find an episode about like things that have been shit on or peed on <laughs> in wrestling, and we'll just kind of tie your recorder into that episode. That'll be a Randy Orton episode. Exactly. And, and, yeah. Uh, and exactly. The chicks, the chicks bags. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. There's got to be a wrestler. Is it the, I'm trying to think if there's been a wrestler with a, like a pee video. I don't think so. A pee? No, not that I'm aware of. Hmm. Well, maybe we'll. Going along those lines, though, you know, Virgil could suck his own dick, apparently. Oh, I totally forgot that. I didn't have that in my notes, but yeah. How's that for a segue? That, that was an <laughs> accidental segue. Yeah, he was. Uh, um, He and supposedly Lanny Poffo could. It, yes, correct. And it was from what I heard is Virgil could do it because of the size. Lanny could do it because of his flexibility. Because he was flexibility. Right. Like he removed some ribs. I was super bendy. No, I don't think he removed any ribs. He's just, I mean, you've seen what he could do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Super yeah. flexy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But Virgil was just like, because he's like 19 inches long. When or I'm thinking on like a genetic level, I wonder if Macho Man could do that. And his dad. And his, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Mm. Although, you know, uh, Two Cold Scorpio, I would imagine, could do the same. Because Mick Foley, in his book called Two Cold Scorpio, a genitalic freak of nature. That's true. That's yes. true. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sure we could add two Colt Scorpio to the list, but we don't have proof on that. Probably Steve Rosano too. Oh, maybe. Yeah. 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 He is a gigolo. Yeah. Well, and I've. No business is slow. But I've heard things about him too. Oh, all yeah. right. Yeah. All right. All right. Enough dick talk. Um, so Virgil turns uh, babyface. He gets a match with Ted at WrestleMania seven. But what they do is they put him with Piper um, to give him a rub because they, it seemed like they were going to give Virgil a big push. They're like, Let's put him with Piper. Yeah. We're going to really heat him up and this and that. And then uh, he he won by countout? Yeah, he it was by, by countout. Count, right? yeah. yeah. And then they gave him the rematch at SummerSlam. Right. So they kind of feud. And that was back when they would just feud for months and months and months yes. without a match. Well, there were only four yeah. pay-per-views. Right. So, yeah, exactly. you could stretch those feuds out. Yeah. So that was the million-dollar title match. And um, that was the one that got all crazy with Sherry, right? There was like a... Uh, yes. The She got thrown out. They restarted the match. There was a ref bunk, a yep. ref bump. And I think DiBiase pinned him with his feet on the turnbuckle or something. It was like a lot of bells and whistles to get a good yes. match. And also, I think, to protect DiBiase at the same to time. To protect DiBiase. Yes. Um, and to protect Virgil, because Virgil couldn't fucking wrestle. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> and at the time, I kind of... When I was a kid, because I would... 19... This is... 1990? 91. 91. So I was like... 13. Okay. So I'm kind of old enough to kind of know what's going on or, you know, I have an idea of what's good and what's not. Right. Um, I was aware that Virgil basically just threw punches, but I really was not aware of how bad he, how I shouldn't say bad, but limited he was in the ring. Limited would be a better it word. Absolutely. Definitely was not. I didn't know enough about wrestling at the time to realize they did all this stuff to cover that up. Right, and it's crazy what you can do when you build that sympathetic angle for a character. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you're right, super limited in the ring, but the story that they built and the people that they put around him with Piper being in his corner and fighting the evil Ted DiBiase, crowd really got behind him, dude. Like, Virgil was over, brother. Totally, he yeah. totally was. Yeah, and I, I definitely have a feeling that um, Patterson was the agent for this match. Oh, I don't I, doubt that I at think all. Patterson had I a think, lot to do with putting this match together. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, so he ends up winning. He wins the. Uh, he's million dollar champ. Yes. Who now is who's million dollar champ now? Uh, Cameron Grimes. Is it Cameron? No, it's L LA Knight. Knight. LA Knight. LA Knight. Yeah. LA Knight. Cameron Grimes is his butler as a result. I yes, loved it when they correct. brought that back because it was like Cameron Grimes is doing Ted DiBiase's gimmick, and I was like, right, thinking they should bring that back, and obviously they were thinking the same way as me. Yep. So he ends up losing it in November. So he only had it from August to November. Yeah. Um, 
and Repo Man came in and fucking... Uh, he caused Virgil to lose. Caused Virgil to lose. Yes. And that was sort of it for Virgil as far as a singles wrestler. Like, Piper kind of abandoned him. Yes. And he was basically a jobber after that. Yeah, he was like mid-card. He was in. He was at WrestleMania 8. Yeah. So, but he was always part of like multi-man matches. Like he was at SummerSlam that, or Survivor Series that year. He was at WrestleMania the following year. But then that was pretty much it. And those big multi-man matches, I think back then were Vince's way of getting everybody on the show the way he does now with the Exactly. Rolls. Yeah, you get know. him a payday. Yeah, exactly. Um, Virgil was actually with WWF until 1994. I had 1995. Okay, so he was like seven years, around seven or eight which years. Which is he was shocking. With. That's insane. I mean, what a run yes. that dude had. And he... Virgil had to make a lot of money because he was there at a time when they were, you know, he would, he'd be with Ted. Ted's yeah. working with Hogan. They're selling out every night. Right. So um, Virgil had to make a lot of money. I mean, he had a really good run for being kind of bad at what he did. For, exactly. But he was given that perfect spot yeah. to be able to really maximize a career in WWF. I, I shouldn't say he's bad at what he did. He was bad as a wrestler. Yes. He was really good in his original role. Absolutely. You know, he Absolutely. played that. at perfection. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, did you see the video? So after this, he went to the Indies. He started working just really random indie shows. For a so, few years, yeah. So he did a show. I, I don't know if it was in Vegas or Sacramento. If I had to guess, I would say Sacramento was more uh, more where this kind of show, kind of thing would take place, where the <laughs> it was Virgil versus like two Klansmen. Oh, my God. Did I mention? Did this I, was uh, in the mid-90s? This would have been like 95, 96. So there was a, a promotion oh, called the National Wrestling Conference. Okay. And most of their shows were in Vegas and Sacramento. They were only around a couple of years. He did a show there, and he's in the ring, and two guys dressed as Klansmen come to the ring. Oh, my God. And the commentators the are like, oh, what are those sheets they're wearing? Or You know, they're not oh, saying they're wearing fuck, Klan, Klan outfits, but they're like, they're addressing it, but not saying what it is. You know, they're right. kind of dancing around, beating around the bush. And they get in there, they jump him. <laughs> Oh my god! One of them oh. takes his hood off. It was fucking um, Jim Neidhart. Oh! And then they proceed Whoa. to lynch him with one of their. I think the other dude took his whole thing off, and they like hung him the way that they did uh, in that Road Warriors in the Battle Royal with, oh, with yeah, Andre yeah. Johnson. They like hung him like with a clan sh- sheet. Oh my, oh my like, god! He's, he's out of the ring. His feet are on the floor, and they're in the ring with it wrapped around his neck. It was the craziest shit I've ever seen. ECW never even went there, dude. No, I mean, they crucified They uh, crucified, Sandman. but nothing like that. Holy shit. Damn. Right. It was crazy. I couldn't believe it. Wow. Yeah, I just found this out when I was doing my drunk wrestling homework last week. <laughs> oh, shit. It was insane. Wow. Um, so he worked the Indies for a while. He ends up going to WCW. Hogan got him a job over there. Did you hear that all came about? Um, well, sort of, but go ahead. Godfather was supposed to get that I spot. I was going to say that. Okay, that's... Virgil yeah. contacted WCW, apparently... Told him he'd take the same job for less money. Right. And WCW hired Virgil instead of Godfather. Right. And Eric Bischoff was probably like, well, we were going to name him Vincent as a shot at Vince. Is he? St- that was the thing. They just needed somebody to call Vincent. He was like, is he still black? Because <laughs> he's going to be the same dude. Right. Because like, <laughs> he's still pretty. He was the same role as he had in WWF in 87. Right. So here they are 10 years later putting him in the same spot. But, oh, as a rib, we're going to call him Vincent. Right. A real wink at the audience. Yeah. Play the same role, but he calls WCW and says, "Hey, I'll take less than Godfather." Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> what a That's schmuck, fantastic. dude. Yeah, he's a hustler, dude. Oh, he is. Yeah, um, a sign of things to come. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he ends up. So he's um, he's in the NWO. He ends up kind of being. That's when NWO. NWA starts splitting up and he ended up he was mostly wrestling on the weekend show it, it, correct yeah he was like Saturdays yeah he was like the jobber of the NWO exactly yeah, um, but the thing is he would more be like a, a valet 
than he was even a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Like his wrestling career in WCW was very limited. Right. But he would always accompany guys to the ring. Like he was always around, always right. wearing the T-shirt. Mm-hmm. And he was actually part of it until they disbanded. The NWO disbanded in 99. And he said that Hogan um, helped him get that job because when all this shit happened with Hogan, Virgil actually kind of had Hogan's back. And he was like, dude, Hogan did nothing but take good care of me my whole career. Like I made a wow. lot of money because Hogan would always have my back. And he was like, he said Hogan was kind of involved with him getting in the NWO and everything. Oh, so, nice. Okay. Yeah, he's a huge, he loves Hogan. Okay. Well, he took care of him. Yeah. Um, then he ends up being part of the West Texas Rednecks. He was called Curly Bill, which I guess is Curly an ironic Bill. name because he had no hair. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. But who was Bill a shot at? Because it seems like this guy is always like the butt of a joke against somebody else. Bill Watts? Bill Watts, maybe. Because maybe. he was Shane at some point, too. Then he became Shane after that. Yeah. yeah clearly right. a shot at Shane McMahon. So he's always been the butt of a joke from one company to the other. Right. Yeah. And he basically spent his time there as a jobber. Totally. Um, then the last time we saw him... On, in, on any major uh, show was he was Ted DiBiase Jr.'s servant for like two, three weeks. Right. I guess around that would be like 2010-ish. Two ten, yeah, 2010. And that was kind of the last we saw Virgil on TV. Yes. But Virgil as a person has become like pretty, fairly famous internet-wise. He has. So basically since he left WCW, he's been kind of hustling fans for money. Almost yeah. like when you go to New York or L.A., and those people dressed in costumes right? that like, hey, can I take a picture with you? They're like, yeah, come on, take a picture. And you'd snap the picture and they're like, that'll be $25 after the fact. Right. He's dressed like Virgil. I think they got that gimmick from Virgil. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's so good at hustling people for money. Yeah, he invented that. So he started doing all the, the conventions. But yes, sometimes he only kind of did the conventions because there have been times where he like set his table up outside. Right. Right. He wasn't booked for it. And I swear some of those, if you're a low-level guy like that, you might have to pay to get into it. You know? Right. Well, like Manny Fernandez would show up to indie events right. and be like, yeah, I'm on the card. And the promoter's like, no, you're not. And Manny Fernandez is like, yes, the fuck I am. And then he'd be like, well, can I just sell some shirts? Yeah. Can I? Well, that's Virgil. He, he like piggybacks himself off of. Right. So I don't know if you want to go into your story with Virgil or if you want to go into what maybe Virgil has said that's not necessarily true. Um, well, really quickly, uh, we'll do the quick story with Virgil, and then we'll get into that. Okay. Uh, really quickly, Virgil kind of became a meme when the Lonely Virgil website started. Yes. Which right. um, Sam Roberts, the last professional broadcaster, is the right. guy behind that website. And I didn't know that for years. I, I, right. I, I, was, I knew that website before I even knew who Sam was. Um, so Lonely Virgil is just, it's basically a collection of pictures of Virgil at these conventions, <laughs> sitting behind a table. And it's always a banner on the table that says Virgil and T- Ted DiBiase and Virgil. Yeah. <laughs> Ted is never there. He's it's never, <laughs> but he was telling people Ted DiBiase's coming. So that gets into my story. So we went to the Cow Palace for that one ill fated convention oh where my everything God. just went crazy. Yeah, it was bad. Roddy Piper like grabbed the guy by the throat and dragged him to the bank. Yeah. And all that Lex shit. Luger had a stroke. It was so bad. Yeah. <laughs> it was so bad. Lex Luger hasn't walked since. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so Virgil was there, and this is before I was any of the Lonely Virgil stuff. This kind of early on in that. 2007, yeah. And he had that same banner with the, like stars on the sides. That, didn't they make a figure of that? Virgil, wrestling superstar. There you go, yeah, right. Yes. It says Virgil, wrestling superstar. And then I went over there, and I was like, Ted DiBiase was advertised to be there. And I was like, where's Ted? He's like, oh, Ted's on his way. He'll be here later. And I was like, okay, I'll come back. He goes, no, let me, let me sign an autograph for you now. I'm like, well, no, I want both of you to sign it. And it was he only had a picture of himself. He didn't have a picture of him and Ted. I wanted a picture of the two of them, which right. I assumed was coming with Ted. Right. No, no, I'll do it for you now. Don't worry about it. I'll do it now. I'm like, no, I don't want it. <laughs> and I ended up walking off. You know, I didn't get. He didn't hustle me, but 
he was working. You know, oh, he, he was working. He yeah, tried. He was definitely trying. So you were one of the lucky ones. You got yeah. away without having to pay him. Well, I've been to Tijuana, so I know how haggling works. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've been to San Jose too. So unfortunately, I have not been to Tijuana. Mm. Had I been to Tijuana, I would have not gotten hustled by Virgil in 2005. <laughs> Kirk White was putting on a WrestleFest back in 2005 in Newark, California. Who's another fucking charlatan. <laughs> That's a whole other episode, I think. Yeah. Virgil was at WrestleFest. Whether or not Kirk invited him, I'm not sure. <laughs> so Virgil's sitting at a table. And I remember that show had like Captain Lou, Brutus Beefcake, Greg Valentine, Strike Force. A whole bunch of guys. Rocky Johnson was there. Oh, cool. Virgil's got his own table. So we're standing there talking, and Virgil, there was me, my brother, and a really good friend of ours, and I had Alana with me. Alana was like four years old at the time. Okay. So Virgil hollers out to my group, and he's like, hey, guys, what's going on? And we're like, oh, hey, it's Virgil. Like, that's cool, man. How are you? You know, we strike up a conversation with Virgil. He looks at me, and he's like, hey, brother, you want an autograph? And I was like, fuck yeah, you're Virgil. Let me get an autograph, dude. <laughs> and he's like, no problem. He takes out an eight by 10. He signs it. He goes, what's your name? I said, he goes, uh, he goes, what's your name? I said, it's Scott. He goes, okay, cool. To Scott, be cool, Virgil. And he hands me the photograph and I go, ah, oh, it's awesome, dude. Thank you so much. He goes, that'll be $20. <laughs> yeah. I go, oh, okay. I didn't know it was gonna be 20. We should have talked about this beforehand. Right. As he's telling me it's $20, Literally everybody in my group, except for Alana, walks the other direction. Because <laughs> they don't want to be hustled by this dude. Right, right. I give him the $20. I'm so fucking pissed, dude, because that $20 was supposed to be like a burrito later. Right. You know, I'm like, God damn it, I have to give it to Virgil. So I got hustled. And Virgil, I call that Virgil the- Virgil got a burrito later. Virgil, <laughs> he ate my burrito. That motherfucker ate my lunch. So he got $20 off of me. And ever since then, I've called it the Virgil Bullet because I took it for those guys. <laughs> well, at least you have the 20 bucks. Well, I still have the photo, too. I put it in a frame. I got a lap dance in Toronto one time, and Carissa went to the ATM to get the money to pay for it, and she couldn't get the ATM to work. And it was done, and we're like, fuck, what are we going to do, dude? Oh, like, shit. I, like, she's over there for hell long, and I'm done. The stripper's waiting. You know, and I walked over, and what's going you on? You finished? We yeah. got to pay, pay this chick. She eventually got, I don't know what was going on. We were both hammered. Uh, <laughs> eventually, she got the money out, you know, $20 Canadian. We split. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. You must have been so embarrassed. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, you have something special prepared for this episode. I do. Which this episode, this part of the episode has its own theme music. So, would you like to start that? Whoa. Whoa. That's... That wasn't supposed to be that loud. Sorry. Okay. So... I found a website that has a bunch of the best Virgil quotes or lies. And they had a bunch. I, I whittled the list down and these are some of the best. So the list begins with, quote, I was in the top 100 of all time. The top 100 what? Wrestlers of okay. all time. Okay. That's a lie. So PWI, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, a very well-respected wrestling magazine, ranked the top 500 wrestlers from 1979 all the way up to 2003. Okay. Virgil did make that list at 483. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, this is a two-parter. Discussing the 1990 Royal Rumble, he said, Ted DiBiase threw out 27 wrestlers. <laughs> Ted DiBiase actually eliminated four people. <laughs> Tying into that, Ted DiBiase's Royal Rumble record still stands. 
The record that he's referring to is Ted's time in the ring of 44 minutes and 47 seconds, right. which since 1990 has been broken Three, dozens times, of times. Right? A lot of times. Okay, yeah. This million-dollar belt I have is worth $850,000. That would make his replica belt roughly four times the cost of the original worn by the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase. <laughs> Quote, I was the first African-American graduate of the University of Virginia. Meanwhile, Virgil has no knowledge of buildings or the stadium on the campus of the University of Virginia. This ties into his next quote of, I won three NCAAs at Iowa. Wow. <laughs> Even though he graduated from Virginia. Virginia. The WWE won't put me in their Hall of Fame until I accept Iowa State University's invite into their Hall of Fame. And I'll let that one just kind of sink in. Yeah. Have to do with... Okay. Yep. Exactly. You'll like this one. Michael Jackson and I drank Jesus juice together, and Michael begged me for sex. <laughs> so, to give this some context, what how is. Did, how do we know that one's not true? Well, what is Jesus juice? I'm going to get into why it's not true. What is Jesus juice? It's, do we know what Jesus it's juice wine, is? It's wine. Uh, it, it's like red wine and like grape juice or something. It's, it's some kind of juice and um, it, red wine. You are correct. It's an, it's an alcohol mixed with something that a kid would drink. So like Kool-Aid or lemonade or soda. Right. So that the pedophile can get the kid drunk and have their way with them. This came up in the Michael Jackson pedophile trials. Right. The problem with this is at the time Virgil says this happened, Virgil was way too old for Michael Jackson. That's a good point. Yeah. Right. Debunked. Virgil's quote... I was in 17 WrestleManias. <laughs> For the record. I saw that one. Virgil was involved in five WrestleManias. He wrestled at two of them. <laughs> Virgil's yeah, quote. Tickets for them. <laughs> <laughs> Virgil's quote. I main evented WrestleMania four. It was DiBiase and myself versus Hogan and Savage. And Andre was in our corner. Nope. I'm going to call. I'm going to chalk that one up to uh, his memory being just slightly off because he was involved in the, in the main event of WrestleMania four. So you think. He's got the wrong guys. But so I mean, he, yeah, he forgot the fact that a title changed hands at the end of that that was not the tag team titles. I mean, yeah, maybe. I mean, okay. He took a lot of beatings. You know, most of them were to the head. Okay, but that's. I wouldn't say that's a lie. That's inaccurate. So he did have a few like that where he had like the size of Madison Square Garden wrong. He said he looked out and saw twenty nine thousand people. Right. Madison Square Garden is like fifteen k tops. Yeah. Okay. The other one was he had uh, his four or his eight man tag team matches mixed up. At, between Survivor Series and WrestleMania, he had okay. the names confused. So maybe. Yeah, yeah. We'll give him the benefit of the doubt on that one. Okay. You'll love these last two. Okay. I've tried to decide what order to put them in, but I think I'm going to go like this. Sheamus is African-American, and it's 100% makeup that we're seeing. And I know this because I'm the one who trained him. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, why even say uh, that? That's a lot of makeup. <laughs> <laughs> to be putting Sheamus in for 11 years. And very good makeup that it doesn't smear. Excellent makeup that they yeah. can pound the shit out of that guy. Like, I didn't see any makeup on Big Show's hands when he was beating the fuck out of Sheamus in their series of matches. When, why would... Was Virgil fucked up when he said that? I'm not sure. I mean, that's like a thing, like, I've never even been drunk enough to... He must have been higher than fucking Jimmy Uso. Or maybe Uso. he was drinking Jesus juice. I don't know. Yeah, he must have been higher than Jimmy Uso's car insurance to say some shit like that. Jesus. That's ridiculous. And that reference is not even five days old, everyone. So <laughs> I'm very topical. Uh, <laughs> according to this. Also, I mean, we'd have to be talking about commercials and... Appearances on Conan and everything. Yeah. Damn. Wow. That's a lot for Seamus. So I have one more. Okay, go ahead. And it was really between the Seamus one and this one. 
but you'll like this one. Virgil's quote. I live in a house right in front of Mike Tyson. When I pull in the driveway, there's a lazy, a lazy river. I just jump in with a tube and float down to Mike's house to hang out. Every ounce of my being wants this story to be true. <laughs> the thought of Virgil and Mike Tyson hanging out, talking, is incredible to me. Yeah, it is. I would love to think that that one is true. That's a really good one. And to think that Virgil and Mike share a lazy river. Yeah. How fucking romantic That's is that, fantastic. dude? I love that. I love it. Yeah. I've always yeah. wanted a lazy river. All right. I'm so well, jealous of Virgil that he has one that he shares with Mike Tyson. Well, this was uh, a new segment on the show entitled Virgil Lies. Yeah. With its own music. Oh, the song changed. That was that was not the same song anymore. We're so professional. I'm trying uh, to wonder if he's coming up with these theories, if Mike Tyson still had one in him and laid it on Virgil. That's how he's coming up with them. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, those were every, but every one of those was incredible. I thought um, you'd enjoy those. That's, yeah. I happened to stumble across those, and I'm like, we just did Hogan's Lies. Let's see how Virgil's match up. That could have been a whole episode on its own. <laughs> I think it I, could it, be. There's like 12 oh, more. Oh, someone's calling. Guys, we have a very special guest this episode. Answer. Hello? Hey. Hey, what's up, dude? What's going on? Hey, uh, you are on Drunk Wrestling History, and you are our second phone guest in the history of the show. Um, <laughs> so you're here to talk about Virgil. And Adam was working on his notes earlier, and he was like, what's the dude's name? I said, I don't know. Actually, I only know his Twitter name. So uh, go, ahead and drunk thing to do. go ahead and introduce yourself. What's going on, all my drunken fellow wrestling lovers? My name is JC, and I'm a uh, East Coast uh, New Yorker over here. So it's kind of cool calling over to the West Coast and uh, getting a chat with some of you guys. Yeah, sorry we got to you so late. Um, so I told Scott, I said I'm going into this because today has been a fiasco, dude. Um, so they were supposed to be here at originally it was three then yesterday we pushed it back to four i texted you that then i'm texting him and at like 4 15 i texted him something and he responded and i was like are you responding because you are not in your car yet because he doesn't text when he drives he's not like me <laughs> and then it turns <laughs> into very a whole safe. thing so carissa starts texting shannon and she's like dude did you not know that we've got the virgil guy on the phone and this and that and then <laughs> It kind of turns into a bunch of like pissy texts back and forth and there's all this drama and then meanwhile adam's not here yet so i'm like <laughs> Now I start thinking, I'm, I kind of feel bad because I started an argument. Um, then I'm like, I fucking hope, then Shannon says we'll be there at five. And I'm like, I fucking hope Adam gets here before five. Adam got here like three minutes before Scott and Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Shannon's gonna be livid if they show up first. <laughs> so that's how important of a guest you are on the show that we got into a bunch of drama and a like a kind of a little bit of a text argument with each other. But it's almost worth it to get to this story. What do you mean almost? It's totally It's totally worth it, worth it to get to this story. How crazy, we've been, how crazy it is. Yeah, because yeah, we've been kind of like, I guess, bashing Virgil the entire episode. So this will kind of be like the knockout punch or in Mortal <laughs> Kombat, like the finish him. Totally. The yes. consequences creed. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. But, so, or Apollo. <laughs> so really quick before we get your story, let me set this up. So you tweeted me kind of recently maybe back in May, and you said you were listening to our Black History Month episode about Virgil, and you heard us tell the story about Virgil and the belt. Did you recently start listening to the show, or had you been listening before? Because that's an old episode. Okay, so here's the deal. I, uh, always a major wrestling figure, Zack Ryder, podcaster, and, uh, when the whole beef happened with the two podcasts, 
I said, you know what? Fuck that. I didn't realize there was a second podcast that did it first and did it better. So I jumped ship. Started listening. Thank you, brother. I heard about this podcast. I said, oh, shit. In between episodes, let me check these guys out. And I went on a binge. And I've listened to, I want to say, about 80% of the episodes since May. Okay. Dang. Well, I was working my way through it. <laughs> Thanks, dude. That's we appreciate awesome. the that's support, awesome. man, on both sides. That's awesome. That's Thank a, you. That's hilarious, too, the way you set that up. Because <laughs> as soon as you said the writer podcast, I'm looking at Scott. He starts shaking his head like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I have no comment. All I will say is thank you for the support, brother. We truly appreciate it. So anyway, so you, so on the drunk, uh, on the, um, oh, by the way, what are you drinking? Because you were drinking something uh, particular for this. So I'm already four into my fifth one right now. I came up with something called the Meat Sauce Slammer. Which, <laughs> oh, <that's> oh no! <laughs> so it, it, it's half a pint of Colt 45 with a uh, a shot of Henny dropped in, slammed Jaeger bomb style. Oh God! <laughs> How is it? Is it okay? like absolute dog shit but you know what it got me fucked up so it's okay the reason behind this concoction is uh i said you know what it's better than going with the drink this shit beer like virgil with his cheapest shit career <laughs> dropping in in a shot of Henny, which is kind of overpriced, just like a $20 fucking Virgil autograph and photo. Thank you. That's a good point. Yes. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> I okay, love it. So when you tweeted me, you said, I heard your story about Virgil signing the guy's belt without asking. That was me, and I was like, holy shit, dude, you're a legend. So I was like, we gotta get you on the show to talk about it. So I heard this story. I believe I heard Sam Roberts tell the story. Um, shit, it goes all the way up to Sam Roberts, huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're famous, dude. You're a legend, brother. So go ahead, um, tell us how, how <laughs> tell us how it all went down because I'm fascinated by this. So first off, I'm not sure if I should be honored or not that I'm known as the Virgil guy. Uh, a little <laughs> weirded by that, but okay. So, so uh, a local indie fed, uh, FTW out here on uh, there used to be on Long Island. Um, running a show back in March of the Lord's year of 2013. I love this. They had promoted uh, Goldust was going to be there. So I said, fucking hey, man. Goldust is doing his indie, his indie run when he got you know released from the WWE. You know what? Let me go out there. Let me go get a picture, an autograph. I had, uh, you know, the mustard yellow strap, intercontinental title. I said, you know what? Goldie's autograph would look awesome on this. I went with my buddy. We're at the show, we go to intermission, I line up, you know, get an autograph uh, and a picture from Goldust. My friend, and all of a sudden, somebody taps me on the shoulder. I turn around, shady guy dressed in this gray sweatshirt and gray sweatpants. <laughs> oh, hey, what's going on, man? Realizing who the fuck this was. I said, oh, that's an awesome belt. You mind if I get a picture with you and sign it? And I'm like, second virgil and he goes yeah man so, Yo, well, come here come here so virgil approached you <laughs> he came up to me he he liked the belt that i had <laughs> oh my god <laughs> me to get a picture with it him on his social media and he was going to sign it for me and i was like uh, i was like you know i prefer we not you know get it signed by you i said not not for nothing but i'm try just trying to get it signed by past uh intercontinental champions <laughs> you know no so he goes no it'll look great 
<laughs> he grabs the belt from me. He turns it over. Thank God, and he signs it on the back. Virgil, oh. yeah. So I told, yo, come on, let's get a picture. So he uh, <laughs> has my buddy grab my camera phone, and he uh, he snaps a picture. He goes, make sure you tag me at Virgil WWF Superstar or whatever his uh, <laughs> his Facebook tag is. And I'm sitting there. Put, put me over at your social media, brother. <laughs> <laughs> It was like a dumbfounded look on my face, both in the picture and after the fact, like, just get conned. And then I go to turn to my friend and talk to him, and he goes, hey, man, that's 20 bucks. <laughs> this fucking asshole. I go, what's 20 bucks? He goes, oh, the picture and the autograph combo. <laughs> oh. So back by this and so dumbfounded, I reach in my pocket. I give him 20 bucks because, A, I felt bad, and, B, I was just like, this, just, this dude just swindled me so hard, I can't even be mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You got to give him some respect for that. Fucking carny. Freaking carny. But you know what? I respect the hustle to a degree, but I'm dirty the rest of the day. And to this day, I still have my title signed by all these former greats. You know, you got Diesel on there, Razor Ramon, you know, oh, and then fucking Virgil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, you you sent me the picture it. of the title. It's incredible. <laughs> So that's 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 the story. I wound up posting it on um, back in the day when WrestlingFigs.com was big. You know, I posted the picture and the story on there, and you know, there was like a hundred topic, you know, hundred page thread. I was just like blown up, people freaking out. Virgil <laughs> stories, and then I brought it back, you know, a couple of years after because I deleted my Wrestling Figs account, and I had it on uh, Facebook and taking uh, Virgil on there. You got a couple of things on that, but. Um, uh, you know, I know it blew up pretty big on the forum, but I never realized it actually got to the point where, like, Roberts knew about the story. You guys knew about the story. I was like, what the hell, man? Yeah, that's where I first heard about it. And it just it made perfect sense. It totally tracked with all the other crazy-ass Virgil stories I'd heard. He almost started a support group for people that have been swindled by Virgil. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely need to. That's 20 bucks I'll never see. Exactly. I could have been a fucking burrito. God damn it. <laughs> No, it would have been a couple slices of pizza. He's on Long Island. Good point. Are Good you point. on Long Island or are you in Long Island? Long Island. Anybody that says in Long Island is an asshole. That's what I agree. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I'll be near Long Island in a couple months. That's right. I'll be in New York City in October. Yeah. Go. Do so get a little meetup going. Yeah. How close are you? To, how how close are you to? to uh, we're going to be. We're staying in Queens, but we're going to be in Manhattan most of the time. How close are you? Uh, it depends if I drive or take a train. Take a train, it's about an hour train ride in. If I drive, it'll be about four hours because of you know New York traffic. Right, right. Okay, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll hit you up. Maybe we can meet up. You guys need to meet up for a slice, for sure. Totally, totally. Or a, Absolutely. A, no, or a pint. Nothing better than a Long Island or a New York City slice. That's it, yeah. <laughs> there you go. So, dude, since I have you on the show, I've been wanting to do this forever. Um, this is the first time we've all gotten together in the same room to record since, like, October or something like that. Um, do you want to play a game? Should I be scared? No, you don't have to be scared. <laughs> You're no, more prepared you than us. No, it's like a, <laughs> like, a, like a trivia type game I have set up. So I've got two giveaways that I've been waiting to give away. So uh, if you want to play, we can do that. I'm a little, I'm a little messed up from my, uh, my meat sauce slammers, but let's give it a shot. Well, so are we. We're messed up from tequila and whiskey, so... Okay, so and standard recording <laughs> protocol. So yes, yeah. So <laughs> all right, let's play a game. This is the first game in the history of drunk wrestling history. The game even has oh. its own uh, music. Hear that? Hear that? No. Oh, I'm turning. I'm turning up the wrong fader. Hang on. I'm turning up your headphones. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm drunk. 
Um, all right, so we are gonna be playing a game called, and Scott, you don't know this, we're playing a game called Older Than Scott. You son of a bitch. Right. You gotta do it 70 style. Older Than Scott. There you go. So, okay. <laughs> this game so, sucks. So you listen to 80% of the show recently, so you're actually the perfect person to play this game. So I, I still don't hear music. You don't hear it? No. I hear it a little bit in the background. I hear nothing. Because yeah, you have those old ass ears. <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> Didn't Carissa want to be part of this too? Yeah, but she's back there with the dog. Okay. Um, so here's what we're going to do. How I'm dare gonna, you talk about my I'm going to name way. you a thing, an event, uh, a person. You're going to have to guess whether they're older than Scott. God damn it. <laughs> Fuck this game, dude. I, I was not advised of this ahead of time. I know. I know this is a surprise. <laughs> yeah, hey, some surprise. This is a good game. So, so, uh, so you've listened to a lot of the show, so you, you're completely aware Scott's very old. And I think you're actually the perfect person to play this game. <laughs> God damn. You got the, you got the uh, concept of the game, right? Yep, let's go. Okay, so, all right, here we go. So your first, so, I'm not gonna tell you how old Scott is, you just have to kind of go off your knowledge of the show. Okay. So, the first thing, is this older than Scott? The Intercontinental title. No, it's not. No, yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's older than Scott. Oh, you, uh... Yes, it's older than Scott. I'm a little drunk. I have myself... All right, I'll, I'll give you a break on that one, and uh, I will accept your second answer, which is the Intercontinental... You said the Intercontinental title is older he than Scott. He said it is older, yes, so he was yes, correct. because Pat Patterson won that way before Scott. And you were wrong, and that was the wrong... That was the wrong sound. I played it a little too early. Really? But uh, yeah, the Intercontinental <laughs> title. Pat Patterson won September first, nineteen seventy nine. Oh wow! So you got, you got so it's it's five questions. You got to get three of these right. Okay, so okay. you can't get any more. You you can get one more wrong. Um, Adam, okay. can you keep track? Right. Please. All right. One wrong. Um, so let's get back into this. Question number two: Is this older than Scott? Stephanie McMahon. Um, I, I'll, I'll give you a clue. Scott's shaking his head. <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember what year Scott was born. I know Stephanie's in her mid 40s, 43, 44. <sighs> I want to give him the year so bad. Nope, nope, you can't. Um, but you can use 79 as a reference. Based on the last question, right? Right. So yes. Scott is not older than Stephanie McMahon. So wait, are you saying Stephanie McMahon is older or younger than Scott? You answered Stephanie, that in a weird, in a weird way. Stephanie McMahon is older than Scott. Stephanie, oh, <laughs> Stephanie McMahon is younger than Scott. She's born September 24th, 1976. So 44. All right. Yeah. You're not doing well, dude. No. But now he's got a date as a reference. Right. Yeah. Right? He's moving those years back. You got to keep that one in mind. So September 24th, 1976. So, okay, the next one. Question number three. Is Christopher Daniels older than Scott? Uh, Christopher Daniels. Holy crap. Uh, 
Scott doesn't know. That one, I don't know. Yeah. He is pretty freaking old, Christopher Daniels. Um, yeah, you could tell, you could see his age when he uh, fucked up on that uh, springboard or that backflip he's, thing. He's, he's got to be in his late 40s, early 50s, hasn't he? I'm going to say Christopher Daniels is older than Scott. And you would be... Right. What is that? Oh, that was correct. That sounded like so the wrong correct? sound. It sounds like the same damn thing. Yes, right? it does. Thank you. That's suspense, right? <laughs> I call shenanigans on those sounds. By the way, I made these sounds myself. <laughs> nah, I did. I did. I you squoze them yourself. I <laughs> All right. So you got one right. You got to be perfect the rest of the. Uh, I'm pulling for JC. I want him to win so bad. Me too. So do I. Because I've had these giveaways in the in the damn in my drawer for months. <laughs> Okay. Right, let's go. All right, the third one. Now, I. You know what? I uh, fourth one. I'm gonna change my fourth one because I think it might be a little too hard, and I don't want to throw it at you. Um, so I'm gonna give you a different one. Um, is John Cena older than Scott? Uh, John Cena has got to be around the same age as Stephanie. He's got to be in his mid-40s, too. I'm going to say John Cena is not older than Scott. And you nailed that one. (laughs) John Cena was born April 23rd, 19... uh, No, that's someone else's. uh, Yeah, 1977. You're right. He's okay. only a, he's only a year older than me. Your sound effect is horseshit. Well, you I don't like you, it. Dude. You come over and make sound effects. Well, I'm, I'm saying there should be a sound for no, you're wrong, yeah. and there should be a sound for yes, you're correct. They are. They just start out the same way. You can't hear the difference. No, I don't even think JC can hear the difference. No, I can't hear the difference. Thank you. All right, all right. Again, I'm pissed strong, so it's okay. <laughs> this is the pilot for this uh, game he's, show yeah. segment. So. Yeah, he's drinking. He's doing meat sauce bombs. <laughs> what's he, what's he gonna do? <laughs> Meat sauce slammers. All right. Meat sauce slammers. I love that. It's the official drink of the Virgil episode. Yeah. All right. Okay. We're going with the last one. So now you're two and two. Right? Yes. Attention. You've got to get this one right. This could be a tough one. Is the Silverdome brother older than Scott? Oh. Silverdome. Oh, man. Um, now, just to give you a hint, the Silverdome was closed what 15 years ago yeah they blew it up and it was demolished not long after that right so superdome's been out of commission for a long time since and probably- wrestlemania 3 was there in 87 yeah uh i know the silver dome was back in the 70s it was built it was opened um so was scott 70 70- i <laughs> <That> was opened <laughs> 75 76 somewhere in there um that's that would be my best guess, uh, man. You, uh, I'll just say you might be onto something. But I don't know what freaking year Scott was born or how with the exact year. I'm, I'm gonna say the Silver Dome was seventy five. Okay. Um. Shit! So much pressure. I might puke up meat sauce. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh. 
Am I close on the year of the Silverdome? I'll tell you what. Um, I'll give you. I'll give you a hint. You're right about 1975. It was built. It was open in 1975. Can I hear Scott shaking his head? Yes or no? Were you born before after? He's actually not shaking. Uh, he's doing nothing. He's, I, I, I'm he's so not, tense. He's right eagerly now. Leaning, leaning in because he wants you to get it so bad. I want JC to win this so bad. Me too. Me too. Scott, cough once if you're older, cough twice if you're younger. <clears throat> That's one. Scott's older. <laughs> Where's the sound effect? <laughs> Where's the sound effect? Go, Nobody can go, tell what go, it is. Quick, quick. Give him the answer. You are right. Yes. Yes. Woo! Scott is older than the Silverdome, brother. Wow. What year was Scott born? 74. 74. February okay. of 74. That was a tough one. That is. All right. Yeah. Now, All Scott right. is not as old as Kiss, but it's close. Right. So congratulations, you won. Um, so I've got two things I can I can uh, send to you. I'm gonna have you DM me your address, and I'll get it out to you this week. I've got a drunk wrestling history flask, Ooh. which to be honest is a flask with a drunk wrestling history sticker on it. <laughs> right. We didn't actually we didn't actually have it made up. And I have an NWO shirt that um, I, my last WWE shop order they accidentally put that in there with it. And what size is it? It's an extra large. Oh man, we're gonna go with the flask, man. I, I gotta get some official merch of you know the drunk wrestling. You I know? figured that. Yeah, I was. I was I actually gonna. It. I was gonna hang up on you if you picked the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the fucking NWO shirt. You know what though? Everybody and their mom has an NWO shirt already. I might have like six or seven. So. Right. <laughs> but you have zero drunk wrestling history flask, and you're about to have one. That's awesome. That's awesome. I appreciate that. Right on. All right, dude. Well, uh, we're getting ready to wrap this show up. Thank you for calling in. Hold um, on, hold on. I, I, I got I got one beer left. I got to pop one with you guys. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I love it. By all means. Cheers. There it is. Salud. Cheers, brother. Hell yeah. Cheers. Time. East coast to west coast. We appreciate yes. it. Right on. Love coast to coast, baby. Hell yeah. Meat oh. sauce sandwich for life. What's your uh, Twitter handle so pe people can follow you? I, the hell do I know? It's, Mets, it's something <laughs> Mets, Mets Pride, something. Mets Pride 129, maybe. I, as I told you on there, I'm on there like once in a blue moon. That's true. I'm, o I'm only on there because I got thrown in Facebook jail, so I'm glad I got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, if it's anything, it's at Mets Pride 129. Uh, you know, I can tell I'm a Yankee fan, right? Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I figured right, there'd be some heat it. with you and you. I figured there'd be some heat with you and Scott uh, with with the Mets and the Yankees. No, we connect on wrestling figures and drunk wrestling history. Right there, you go. Exactly. Yes. That that overtakes the love of everything. Exactly. Bombs that are more powerful. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Thank you for the support, JC. Truly, we you appreciate it. it, dude. Yeah, thanks, thanks dude. Guys. It's been a blast. I appreciate you having me on. It's been an honor. I appreciate it. Yeah, and thanks for waiting for Scott's late ass. And, yeah, and okay. Adam's late ass. My old ass. Yeah, and your old ass. <laughs> um, uh, send me a DM with your address, dude. I will do. Thank All right, I'll get this sent out. Have a good night. All right, dude, thanks, thanks for calling. JC. Thanks, JC. Thanks. Oh, I hung up. I hung you up. asshole. Damn it. I cut him off. He was trying to say good night. Well, that was fun. I, I that mean, was what a great. great. You know what I think? He was um, awesome. I might retire guests on the show from here on out. <laughs> like, we've only had two guests on the show. Travis ever. was great the first Travis time. Travis was great. JC just killed it. I don't think you can top that. I don't think so. You know what I mean? Like, why even keep going? I wanted him to win so bad, dude. Me too, me too. I me really too. did. Yeah. No, I actually changed one question because I was like, he's not going to get this. 
The Silverdome one was hard, dude. I know, because that was right Really there. hard, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right, well, Adam, I come think on, we're ready to wrap on, this up. Come on, guests have to be in, like, rule of threes. We're only at two right now, so. Okay, well, so wait, do we'll we have one it. more item to give away? I do, yeah, I have one more giveaway. Do we need to arrange another person to take a phone call? We can do it if you want to. We can tweet. I can, well, that, my original plan was I was going to just tweet. If someone wants to win something, call me, and someone will just, like, butt into the show. Oh. We can do that tonight if you want to. I say we do that tonight. All Fuck right. It. Well, Adam, let's wrap this up. I got to fucking pee. Let's discuss this. I don't this. have a pee bag. But, but in the meantime, that takes care of our Virgil episode. We hope y'all enjoyed it. Did you ever get hustled by Virgil in some way, shape, or form? Let us know, just like JC did. And uh, we'll see what we could do to, I don't know, retweet, I guess. But uh, we hope you all enjoyed it. Please uh, let us know uh, what you think of uh, this episode as well on all the podcasting platforms. Leave us reviews. It's really going to help uh, so we can have uh, more better shows uh, as we keep going along in our drunk wrestling adventure. So with all of that said, with JC, with Scott, and with Eddie, I'm Adam reminding all of you to please follow Common Sense Safety Measures. Enjoy your buzz. Watch wrestling responsibly. Drink like nobody's watching. We will see you all next week for another episode of Drunk Wrestling History. And uh, before we get to that next episode, that'll be 20 bucks from all of you. <laughs> and that takes care of it. One, two, three. Ring it. See y'all. Dive. 20 bucks.